Hi, y'all. Welcome back to my podcast called Let's Talk Books. If you're new, hi, my name is Grace, and today I'll be talking about the final book in the Caraval series called Finale by Stephanie Garber. And some of you may know Stephanie Garber by her other series called Once Upon a Broken Heart. And I've heard about both these series for a while. I think Once Upon a Broken Heart I've heard about more recently than Caravel, but I've heard about both um, over the past couple of years, I feel like. And I'm so happy I finally read the Caravel series. And my next series I want to read is Once Upon a Broken Heart. And of course, I will talk about Once Upon a Broken Heart and the second book in that series in the following episodes. Um, but today we're going to talk about finale and how I felt about the series overall. And honestly, like, I really liked it. Like, I enjoyed the series. But let's talk about kind of what this book is about before I kind of go into my final review of the series. So... Finale is, or finale, I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce it specifically, so I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it. I'm not entirely sure it's finale or finale. But um, this book focuses on both Tella and Scarlet, and they are sisters. Scarlet is the older sister, and Tella is the younger sister. And so we left off, um, and I think I briefly mentioned this in the last book where. We left off with Tella being mad at Legend because he left her at the steps of this temple. And so she's frustrated with him because I think frustrated and hurt by him because she's like, how can you leave me? Um, And to give you guys a little bit of context of who Legend is. So we meet Legend in the first book. And so Legend is this guy slash like myth, I guess, who is he has a lot of power slash magic there is a lot of magic involved in the series and he is known for putting on these competitions called caraval or caraval i'm not entirely sure what the pronunciation with it is and he puts these celebrations slash competitions on like I'm not entirely sure if it's like every year or every couple of months. Like I'm not entirely sure how often these competitions happen, but he does put these on and they're very well known around the world. And we see in the first book that Scarlet is able to participate in this caravel or into in this competition and she meets the love of her life in this one. And then in the second book, we see Tella participating in it for a variety of reasons, but we realize that the second game second competition is a much more real and has much more serious consequences compared to the first book and then in this third book we kind of see the aftermath of what happened um from the second book and we realize that there are that the fates are on the loose and to give you guys context of who the fates are, so these were like and slash are magical beings who got thrown into these deck of cards called the deck of destiny. And I think the fates are based off tarot cards. So each card had a fate on it that represents something or means something, and they usually have some sort of power to them. So um, I don't know what would be a good 
wanted oh so there's one called the assassin and he has the ability to time travel um through space and time and he is able to kind of affect different timelines and that is kind of his power and you can see how that could be that has the potential to be positive as well as being negative and so we see him a lot in the third book for a variety of reasons, but I'm just giving you guys an example of what, like, the powers and the who the fates are. And so it's so very similar to, like, what the tarot cards are. Like, I don't know if any of y'all have seen tarot cards. I feel like you, I know in the U.S., I feel like they're a little, I mean, not saying that they're super common, but I feel like I've always heard about them growing up and stuff. Like, and I think they're, like, they can be common in movies and stuff. Um, but they're just essentially cards that have different, like, people on them or different symbols that represent something, and it's a way to kind of have people read your future, and that is how the, the De deck of destiny was meant to be, is that if you pull out, like, let's say, like, you get the deck of destiny or any deck that has the fates on them, then they can show, like what your future looks like. So it can mean like the, I think you have to pull out four cards, um, which is similar to, I think how tarot cards can do. I, I don't know tarot cards super well. So I apologize if I'm not explaining tarot cards as well as they should get explained. Um, if y'all know more information relating to tarot cards, please, please let me know because I'd love to learn more about them as well as making sure that I'm explaining this right to people. Um, but essentially, in this series, the Deck of Destiny um, is a specific magical card deck that has the actual living fates that uh, are stuck in these cards. And they got stuck in these cards, who knows how long ago, from with this witch who created a spell to cause them to be kind of stuck in these cards until now. And they were let loose because I don't remember the specific details, but Legend was able to get them out of these cards um, and was able to get Tella out of a card deck because she ended up trying to get into the card deck because the only way to get someone out of a specific card is to be able to either replace them or kill, I think, an immortal because the fates are immortal and so is Legend. And Legend was able to get her out of the card um, because she was trying to save her mother. And so in this book, we see a lot of consequences as well as like, I'm not saying necessarily consequences, but we see the consequences from what happened in the previous book. And so in this book, we see kind of the relationship between Tella and Legend change. And Legend is also this is a spoiler work, a spoiler alert. Um, so if y'all don't want to hear this spoiler please like skip or just read the series and then come back but legend is dante so we don't learn who legend is until the second book and we see that tella ends up falling in love with dante and initially and then we see that she realizes who legend is and um how that relationship with dante is um, and she falls in love with Legend as well, and she realizes that Legend, so Legend is a guy who's immortal, and he has these powers 
I don't know if I explained this already, but he is a man who has become immortal and he has these powers. And like I said, he creates these competitions um, for people to either partake or watch. Um, and he's been doing this for, I'm not entirely sure how long, but he's been doing these competitions for a while now. And he ended up having to stop after the previous competition because he lost his powers or something like that. And he ended up like dying in this book and then comes back to life. And it's one of those things where if all the fates are immortal, legends immortal, and if you kill one of them, they'll come back to life at some point, but it's not specifically like on a timeline. Like you, you don't know when they're gonna come back to life, but you know that they will at some point. And we see that they all have to figure out like some, by they I mean like Tella, Scarlet, and I think there's Julian, uh, actually a legend. So they now have to figure out okay, how they're going to be able to destroy the fates because they don't want the fates to be in control, but how are they able to defeat them? And there's a guy named the Fallen Star, and that's kind of like the name of like his fate name, but his actual name is Gabriel, uh, with a V, not a B, so Gabriel, not Gabriel, I think. I'm not entirely sure, but, um, and he is kind of like the head guy for the fates, and he is, I'm not, I don't remember exactly how he was, he came about, but essentially, like, I think he helped create some of the fates, maybe, but he was, um, He's very important. He's kind of like the head fate. And essentially he um, comes to life and we tell sees him murdering his, her mother. And we are, we don't really know what the situation is. Like how does Gabriel know Tal's mom? And so we kind of go on this mini adventure and figuring out that relationship. And we learn that so we learn a lot in this book. So we learned that Paloma was actually named Paradise and she was a gal who did a lot of criminal stuff. Like she was, for some reason, my first thought, I think the best comparison would be, um, she kind of reminds me of the guy from Uncharted, the like main dude what his name is but that's kind of who I think of her as like kind of like a treasure hunt person slash like just doing stuff like that but like less like I think a lot of adventure and stuff but I think it's just very interesting to see what she has done and like how she got involved and all this stuff so she ends up having Gabriel fall in love with her and then we learn that Scarlet is the daughter. Oh my gosh, Scarlet is the daughter of Gabriel and Paloma, our paradise. And then we learn that Tella is not the like. Tella and Scarlet are half siblings. They're not full siblings. And we learn that because Tella that Paloma ends up not marrying the guy that. Tella ends up like, um, like, hold up, let me restart that. So we learn that 
Paloma doesn't marry Tala's father until like after she's pregnant with Scarlet. And then stuff happens between Paloma and Gabriel. And we see that the reason why like we even have this happen is because Paloma was in a car. So she got thrown into this card and then she got released from the card, like all the fates. And she was, she was asleep for like two months or whatever after she got released. And then one morning she, Paloma wakes up in Tala and Scott's apartment and then she escapes and Tala decides to follow her and it's like, where are you going? And Paloma's like, look, you need to stay safe, like leave this place and never come back for a variety of reasons. And Tala's like, no, like, I don't want that to happen. Like, I don't want to lose you again, understandably so. And then we see that we kind of, that's how we learn about the relationship between Gabriel and Paloma, like that they were, that Gabriel was in love with Paloma at some point. Like we don't know the full story yet, but that is kind of like what, how we learn about their relationship. And then Gabriel ends up doing it. And then later, we realize that Tella is like, we need to kill this guy. Like he is the reason that stuff's happening. And then we learn that he wants to become the new empire or new uh, king or emperor, emperor. Yeah, he wants to become the new emperor um, of this empire of Valenda or something like that. I forget what the name of the kingdom kingdom is called, but it starts with a B. And we throughout the story we see that like scarlet ends up um what's the word scarlet ends up getting thrown under the under gabriel's wing and he's like i'm gonna help you become super powerful and i want you to become fate and help me rule this empire and become super powerful again like yada 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 and scarlet's like no like i will pretend to help you and pretend to become more powerful, but I will never become a fate because that means that she's unable to love. And that is the, I think one of the biggest weaknesses that fates have as well as legend, because if an immortal loves a human or loves someone else, that means that they become human as well. And that's a way for them to die. And so that is a lot of fates, like, th least, like, they don't want that to happen to them. So Gabriel is like, okay, well, I'm not going to fall in love with you. And that's also why Legend never admits that he's in love with Tella, is because he doesn't want to die or doesn't want to have a higher risk of dying or having someone, like, have a target on his back while he's mortal. And then we kind of see throughout this book that like they end up successfully killing the fallen star or gabriel really uh scarlet meets nicholas finally and nicholas is was her fiance and we the reason why we learned the reason why scarlet ends up going to gabriel's like uh house i guess is because Gabriel decides to send a letter to Scarlet pretending to be Nicholas and saying like, hey, like, I'd love to see you again. Like, meet me at X dock. And 
then Scarlett ends up getting kidnapped. So that's what really, that's what happened. I just remembered that little plot point. So that's why I didn't say it earlier because I didn't remember. But essentially, that's the gist of what happens. Then we see that they are successful, and then oh my gosh, what happens? Uh, Scarlett ends up being becoming empress of the empire that Gabriel is trying to become, and that's what happens. So, and then Legends is still alive by the end of it, and Talon and Legend are in a relationship. Scarlett and Julian are ends up being together as well. Uh, I think those are the main things that happened. I'm excited to read Once Upon a Broken Heart, and I think it's a duology currently. I'm not entirely sure if Stephanie Garber is planning on becoming, having that become a trilogy. I feel like I'm horrible with like staying up to date with what authors want to do with X books, but I'm trying to get better at kind of staying more up to date with books, but I'm getting there. This podcast has helped me stay motivated with kind of Make sure I have an idea of what's happening. I think, I know I mentioned this in my previous um, episode about potentially talking about a kind of overview about how my podcast is going and books that I've read in my next episode. I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be my next episode or after I finish the Once Upon a Broken Heart duology. So that's going to be a little bit of a surprise. We'll see. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this. I will talk to you all in my next episode and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.